स्वीक रेडियो में Welcome to the Gated Community Live! Live! I'm Ronnie Barber. This is Fully Formed on Vague Radio. Uh, first mistake of the day, I tried to put another pair of glasses on top of my pair of glasses. It's going to be that kind of day. I'm nearly at my B12 thingy, so my memory uh, starts to go a wee bit and I get befuddled. Good news today, though. I'm looking after Reagan and Daisy. I usually have Daisy on a Tuesday. I'm getting Reagan today, so we're going to have some party time. I don't know what we'll do. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, there's just loads of weird stuff around today. There's just loads of weird... I'm just wondering about... You know this uh, thing about... You know these people that, that want us to insulate our lofts? I thought you used to get a guy knocking the door to get you to do that, but apparently they, they're uh, really up in arms. And yesterday, they actually stopped a guy who was going to insulate somebody's house. <laughs> so the he got out the van to try and move them to look I'm gonna go and insulate some houses you have to let me do it and uh, then it kicked off and the police got involved and guess who got moved on yeah the driver uh, but I, I don't know where this insulate thing has come from uh, isolate yeah I've, I've isolated I've insinuated yeah I've invigorated I've done all that but I haven't well, you know, I think I've got, yeah, I've got lost, um, yeah, that, maybe, as they say, I don't have enough. I don't know about you. Can you ever have enough uh, insulation or irrigation for that matter? Uh, today, I want to talk about Elvis Presley, the spy. I want to talk about the woman caught up in an orange walk. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah, the orange walks, I think, in Scotland, certainly in the west coast of Scotland, it's a big thing. And uh, we used to have it in my village, and uh, it was all the uh, orange walk people would come out mainly bams, uh, but they would come out and uh, parade and usually find uh, the Catholic houses uh, where my next door neighbour was a Catholic and they used to do their whole, uh, throw in the, uh, oh, oh, there's my son back. There's my son back. He's back from walking Daisy to school. Oh, good. He lives in the gated community as well. I don't know if he's, are you listening to me now? Wave if you are. I think he just gave me a weird finger there. No, he didn't. No. Anyway, um... <clears throat> What was I going to say? Yeah, uh, so the, these insulate people, uh, they want you to insulate everything. And I th- I'm all for it. Uh, but they want it done now. And uh, I don't know what they... I don't know how soon they'll get it. The one thing I would say, though, I think this is very important. The sales of glue has got up again. Remember when it was a thing before, uh, people gluing themselves to lampposts and things like that? Well, that seems to be the thing now uh, for the insulate people. Uh, they want, they, they're gluing themselves to the thing. So if I was you, um, I'd maybe investigate and, and, and maybe think about investing in some glue shares like, uh, you know, that, uh, what's it, uh, Yoohoo, that's like, or Gorilla Glue. That's apparently the big one as well. Or Yoohoo. What was the other one? There's another one, uh, pretty, get, get pretty sick. But that was a thing as well. Uh, this is for some of the older people who were drug takers in the past. You remember the days of glue sniffing? Never did it. I uh, never re- really got into it, but I remember doing items on the radio. Oh, by the way, this is Vague Radio UK. You can text me 07849453587. If you've never texted a radio station before, make it today. Make 07849453587. I've got a big... Um, Big uh, what, uh, sort of shop to do today. Yeah, good luck with that, Ronnie. Good luck getting trying to get stuff to the shelves today. Uh, Bake Off's back tonight. Uh, there's a wee bit of a difference to it. Uh, it's a full Harvest Moon tonight. Harvest Moon tonight, so it might be worthwhile uh, watching for that. What's the other thing I've got to say to you? Uh, there, yeah, the price of glue. Check out the price of glue. Yeah, uh, glue sniffing was a big thing uh, amongst the youngsters. And I don't know what, yeah, it just kind of caught on. And people would, uh, kids would buy, don't do this, kids, they'd buy glue. And, but the only glue I can remember is Gloy. Remember the Gloy you used to get at school? Gloy glue. Gloy glue. It was that stuff that came out of the, it was like a, a kind of pyramid-shaped thing, rounded pyramid. I don't know what they call that. Uh, with a little red top and you used to, think it, and the glue would come out and you'd smear it. It was lovely. I remember making paper mache like that. Is it paper mache? Yeah. 
No, you didn't need glue for paper mache. Anyway, um, glue, uh, glue sniffing was a uh, was a big. It was all the rage. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it was a preamble into the harder drugs. You know, sniff some glue. Mind you, uh, some of the smells of the glue was was wasn't, wasn't the worst thing. But don't do it, kids. Glue sniffing says here it's bad for you. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, people advertising funeral costs. Yeah, uh, on side, uh, outside a, a funeral, you can find out how much it costs. You can get and get, I think I've said this for a while. Can you get and get a quote? And you say, well, how? No, measure me up, say what you think, and go for it. Um, men, share three words they'd like to hear more than I love you. I've got pies. <laughs> oh, there's uh, Paul. He's out for a walk again. Um, what else? Women's world's hottest gran. Model marks 50. Oh, I don't want that one. Anything else found here? Uh, Dominatrix uh, shares best time of day to have sex and you should have it. You should avoid the evenings. Okay. I'm going to take that. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Can't you see what you're doing to me when you don't believe a word I say? We can't go on together with suspicious. Presley uh, was a spy, or he wanted to be a spy. So did Frank Sinatra. I'm going to talk to that, but first of all, let's get back to the calls right away. Uh, it's uh, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hi, Ronnie, how are you doing? I really do well, Jeff. What about you? I've been away for a week. I went for a holiday just to, you know, just to get, you know, find myself again, just to get in touch with my, my other me. You know that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, Ronnie, did you get in touch with it? Yeah, I did, and I, I, I sent it back. I didn't like it in the end. It was it, no, no. it was no. it's a bit like you're writing your autobiography. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to know how it ends, really. You know, I don't know about you, Jeff. I'm, I've never been a fan of the uh, looking forward what? too much. What? I 
I think we all die, Ronnie. I don't want to give anything away, but I think we all die. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that would have been a thing in the past, Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey, yeah, that. But no, we've got. You can get yourself frozen, a bit like sperm. I know you've your uh, eggs are your sperm frozen, um, but you can get your body uh, hyper frozen and then bring it back. Well, it won't be long when we all run out of oil and gas. Oh yeah, hyper frozen. Topical yeah. gag for you there, right? Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that's nice. That's a hyper. Yeah, that's lovely. That. Uh, so, what's what's the uh, issue that's getting you angry today, Jeffrey? Well, I'm not so much angry, Ronnie. I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm you, thankful. Really? Why? Well, them insulate fellas, you know, the ones that are stuck on the motorway when everybody else is stuck on the bloody motorway, the insulate Hey, well, they're, they're doing it for oh. the climate, Jeff. They're doing it for the, the climate. They want to save the world by insulating the loft. What, by, by let, letting people be stuck on motorways with their engines running? Yeah. yeah but anyway, I want to pat them on the back, Ronnie. I want oh. to give them a pat on the back. Nice, nice. Because they're doing they're doing good business for me. Because I don't know about you, Ronnie, but I had foresight. Have you? I'm sorry to hear that, mate. No, no, no. Because I dabble, I dabble in uh, in stocks and shares. Ronnie. Oh, yeah. right, right, yes. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you're, you're you're a big player, aren't you? You're a big player. Oh, yeah, I'm a dabbler. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carry on dabbling, then, Jeffrey. Uh, yes. And, and you know, years ago, Ronnie, when nobody was into it, nobody. Nobody was into it. Nobody. I bought, no, I bought shares in glue companies. Um, and you know, I've had a few lean years, Ronnie. I've been, I've yeah. been through a bit of a rut with Evo Stick and Super Glue. Yeah, Print Stick has held up. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. But I, I'm back in the big time now, thanks to these boys. Are you really? What, 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 what would you suggest I invest in then, uh, Jeff? Oh, it's a bit late now, but I, mean, I think you can still get some good business with Scott's tape. All right. Scotch yes, yes, I can see you. Yes. The only thing I'm struggling with, Ronnie, is is Gorilla Glue because you know it's it's a lot more expensive Gorilla Glue, and it's 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 obvious why because it's it's dangerous. It's difficult to extract Gorilla Glue. You need a lot of bananas. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. How do they get the Gorilla Glue? Yeah, that that's that. Well, that's a squeeze, really hard. I, I can imagine, yeah. Uh, with some kind of sweaty thing involved, and uh, yeah, I never thought. But uh, well, Jeffrey, as ever, when you come on, you are a, a you know a, a font. Uh, you're a right font of information, and uh, that's uh, again. So it's too late to invest in glue. All right. Oh, too late, Ronnie. Unless you've got lots of gorillas locked up back all right. around the back. Uh, Jeff, thanks. Anything else has made you angry this morning? No, Ronnie, but it's nice to have you back. I'll be listening when I get a minute. Coming up on Vague Radio UK, the 60-second music marathon. 60 artists in 60 seconds, including Dire Straits, Eternal, Sting, Mariah Carey, The Foo Fighters, Black Lace, The Arctic Monkeys, and many more. The 60-second music marathon, only on Vague Radio UK. That's quite good. Uh, uh, don't invest in Scotch tape. It's Vague Radio UK. You can text me 07849 453587. Why not be a caller like Jeff and phone up the uh, station and be one of uh, the callers? All right, we've got some text here. Uh, who have we got here? Uh, morning, Ronnie. I uh, hope you're well. It's Marky D. Hi, Marky D. Yeah, if you'd like to be on the show and if there's something making you angry this morning and you'd like to talk about it, then feel free. Because uh, I don't know if it is a free call, but anyway. Elvis Presley and other famous faces who are also secret spies, including Frank Sinatra. From Elvis Presley to Audrey Hepburn, some of Hollywood's biggest stars were often recruited by government agencies to become secret agents. Suspicious Minds, that's why I played Suspicious Minds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, uh, production. That's what you don't get much of now on the radio, but that's production. Suspicious Mind Elvis Presley was told to spy on fellow music legend John Lennon, Led Lennon, who's he? According to BBC presenter Bob Harris, whispering Bob Harris, welcome. Welcome to the old grey whistle test. Remember the old grey whistle test? The former host of the old grey whistle test has revealed US President Richard Nixon recruited the king to monitor Lennon when he was living in New York in the 1970s. Nixon said to have loathed the ex-Beatle because of his anti-Vietnam war stance. 
Speak on the Rockin' Tours podcast. That sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, Harris said the Beatle equally hated Presley and was shocked at the right-wing southern bigot he was. Nixon loathed John Lennon, he really did. Wow. So who were the other spies? Harry Houdini was apparently a spy. Uh, uh, authors William Kalash and Larry Sloman have found evidence that in return for giving his career a kickstart at auditions in the early 20th century, Houdini spied on Russian anarchists and counterfeiters for the US service, plus Scotland Yard's William Melville, the spy master who inspired James Bond's M. Roald Dahl was, uh, oh yeah, I think he was a, I think he was a proper spy, wasn't he? He worked undercover for a wing of MI6 called British Security Coordination, BSC. Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes, links to mafia are well known, and the daughter's, uh, singer's daughter, Tina, has claimed Sinatra was a secret courier for the US intelligence agency, the CIA. Because he controlled his own air travel, the CIA would ask him and many others with the capacity to carry a, a body, what? Frank Sinatra is like the undertaker. Uh, Greta Garbo was apparently a spy as well. Audrey Hepburn. Cary Grant. Judy, Judy, Judy. Oh, little bit of impression popping in there for you. Judy, Judy, Judy. By Cary Grant. Yeah, I think he was a British boy. Um, uh, British-born silver screen star was allegedly tapped up by the FBI to spy on his second wife, Wool- Woolworth heiress Barbara Hutton, a one-time suspected of funding the Nazis. Wow. Yuri Geller, yeah. Pfft. Yuri Geller, yeah. All right, so they, these are some of the famous uh, people who who were tapped up. I was never tapped up for the spy, but then I joined the RAF and, you know, I can't say any more than that. You know, I used to spy on people. Um, we have a spying community here in the Gator community. Yeah. Oh, Chris Payne says his first job when he left school was working in the factory where they made airfix guy glue and paint. That must have been a hell of a whiff when you think about it. That must have been a real... Smelly job. 07849453587. Email Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. Ever tapped up by the spies? Ever got a wee guy going, hey, have you thought about uh, taking some photographs of some dodgy people? Do that all the time, mate. Expressing walking is an unusual thing for me to do.
Ronnie Barber here until uh, equip. Uh, sorry, I'm just writing something up on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I'm here until 10, and then I'm off to do the big shop at Sainsbury's, but I don't know if I'll, I maybe need to go elsewhere. Is, can anybody give me any reports on how the uh, the shelves are looking? Though I'm a minor major celebrity, maybe I will cut to the chase. Maybe they'll let me go, uh, you know, and I'll get a special thingy. I've just put this up. This is a great idea. Chris Payne was saying that his first job was working at an Airfax, Air, uh, Airfix factory. Then Carol has just dived in, and her job, first job was, um, what was this? It was work Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Carroll, my first job was working uh, in a wooden toy factory I made and, de and decorated doll dolls' houses. What a great job. My mate Tom Simpkins, Tom is into uh, doing miniaturised, uh, you know, the soldiers look miniaturised, he's doing that. Well, my first job was selling office equipment. I'm just going to put that on Facebook there, like that. Uh, okay, I'll just put it on Vague Radio. There we go, there we go, my friends. Dive in. My proper job, my first proper job, my first proper job. Okay, selling office equipment. There we go, put that one up there. Right then, the second big story of the day for me, and this is quite an horrific story, so if you are of a nervous disposition, <laughs> if you are of a nervous disposition, you may want to move away now. Uh, Scott's woman caught up in inadvertently joining an orange walk to get home. Uh, she was coming back home. The 29-year-old filmed herself saying, they know I'm not one of them, as she tried to navigate back to her flat by blending into the procession. So she joined an orange walk, which was going past. It was getting a bit like a, an Uber. It was an Uber orange walk. Um, that she, she joined that so she could go back home because they were going past. Uh, and it went viral. She, 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 went, uh, she, did, she joined this one. Kimberly Blythe from Tradeston was caught up in the marches yesterday in Glasgow. The 29-year-old filmed herself saying, no, I'm not one of them. She tried to get back to her flat. Lovely-looking lass as well. It comes after over 30 orange walks took place across Glasgow yesterday, blocking off many busy streets and roads. That's what happens in Glasgow, and certainly the West Coast. It's still a big thing. Oh, yeah, sectarianism is alive and kicking in Scotland. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, just when you thought it was safe to voice your opinion about religion, you can't. Sharing the experience on social media, her video raked in over 170k thousand views and almost 50,000 likes. She posted, I just want to go to my house. How do I get to my house? Guys, I'm trying to get to my house, but I'm going to have to join in. Shouting to the hundreds of marches, she asked, Guys, you guys all right just to get out of my way for two minutes so I can get to my house? Uh, Kimberly then joins the procession and traced her. Now, she desperately tries to scramble to her flat. She added, they know I'm not one of them. They know I don't belong there. I know, I, they know I'm not here. Finally, she reaches her flat. We're away, we are safe. What would a wee Catholic father say? Despite quips about being worried she'd be battered during the process and announcing that she was safe on arrival at her flat, Kimberly insists it was just a laugh. She took the whole thing very lightheartedly. Well, God's sake... Yeah, well, that used to happen. We used to follow the orange walk. Uh, you know, we used to follow them around our village. Uh, yeah, every Scottish village, certainly in the West Coast, had an orange walk. And if you got to the orange walks at the end of the day, most of them had had a drink. So it was quite a thing to do. But yeah, they would stand outside my next door neighbours. Uh, they were Catholics. My mate Jimmy. Uh, and they would just uh, make a thing of the, the drums and the, fl the, the flutes and everything and do this thing out there. Then me and Jimmy would go and follow them. Oh, but we're happy then. Uh, right, right, let's go now. Oh, can I cancel that? Uh, yeah, Carl said my first wage was 10 shillings a week, 50 pence in today money. Yeah, I, I can't remember what my first wage was. Um, who's this one? Uh, continue, okay. Uh, that's from Carol, yeah. Who else... First jobs, we can do that today as well. I want to talk about the uh, very serious uh, breach of uh, protocol in uh, what they call New Zealand. In New, in New Zealand. It's near Australia. I don't know. I'm going on during this time of fear there's no one to save me. This all and nothing really got away, you're driving me crazy I need somebody to hear, somebody to know Somebody to have, somebody to hold It's easy 
but it's never the same. I guess I kinda like the way you numbed all the pain. Now the day bleeds into nightfall, and you're not here to get me through it all. I let my gut down, and then you pull the rug. I was getting kinda used to being someone you love. I'm going under. Time I fear there's no one to turn to This all and nothing way of loving Go be sleeping without you I need somebody to know Somebody to hear Somebody to have Just to know how it feels It's easy to say But it's never the same I guess I kinda like the way you help me Escape now the day bleeds into nightfall, and you're not here to get me through it all. I let my gun down, and then you pull the rug. I was getting kinda used to being so Lewis Capaldi would be rubbish. You know, at half time there, okay, sort of talks. I bet he would blame everybody else about uh, it. Wasn't me, it was them. I'm the best player on the pitch. I bet he would whinge, but his bath been too hot as well. Oh, my bath's too hot. I can't sit in it. And New Zealand police arrest pair trying to enter Auckland with large amount of. Go on then, I'll let you think about it. Large amount. No, not that. No, not that. No. Large amount of KFC. Uh, two men tried to reach the city where COVID restrictions banned takeaways with $100,000, uh, three buckets of chicken and an undisclosed quantity of fries. They've been arrested and uh, they found that they had all this cash. Uh, and they tried to get this in despite New Zealand's strict COVID-19 lockdown. The two men were arrested and tried to flee from the police nearly. But I wonder if they grabbed a KFC. You can take our lives, but you can't take our KFC. Good day, Cobber. Is that what they say in Australia? Oh, by the way, Trudeau's been elected, but it is the new, uh, the continuing Prime Minister of Canada. They thought you'd, that, that's your up to date. Uh, talk, I'll talk about another election in a second. The arrest struck a chord with New Zealanders, especially Aucklanders, who have spent a month in a strict level four lockdown that does not allow residents to open or residents to order takeaway food. In such an environment, fast food can take an aura of high-value illicit substance. Last week, last week, a man was charged by police after posting a social media video of crossing the Auckland boundary in search of McDonald's. Not a really nice, you know, meal. He wanted a McDonald's. After the KFC arrest, a, a police spokesman said, officer noticed a suspicious-looking vehicle travelling on a gravel road and could smell chicken. I'll put that one and upon seeing the police car, the vehicle did a U-turn and sped off trying to evade police with a KFC. Throwing the vehicle was searching a large amount of cash <clears throat> alongside empty ounce bags and a large amount of takeaways. <laughs> what would they would arrest? Would they arrest for the cash or the takeaways? Close examination of the police evidence revealed that at least three buckets of chicken, up to ten pounds, ten tubs of coleslaw, an undisclosed quantity of fries. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to disclose how many fries. Your Honour, we don't want to, uh, We have pictures here. My, that's a lot of fries. 
While the scene resembles the plotline of a body crime crew, it's in fact a serious breach of New Zealand's lockdown laws. You can end up in prison for stealing fries. Just watch that. If you're going to go to New Zealand this year and you're thinking about, you know, taking in fries, you could be arrested and take in money all you like, but don't take your fries. Um, yesterday I talked about this. Uh, the, the Russian election was underway. Oh, somebody else I don't recognise from this gated community. Oh, everybody seems to be getting taller here. A Russian election... Uh, Putin's uh, United Russia wins landslide victory as communist vo contest vote. The Communist Party, which came in second in official voting, is refusing to accept the e-voting results. Oh, so they're against the Communist Party. Putin's against... Oh, of course he is. He's not a communist, is he? What is he then? What, what, is, what party? Or oh, the Putin Party? Russia's 2020 ele legislative elections took on uh, look to be ending in a familiar fashion with a landslide win for the Kremlin's United... Ah, United Russia Party. Weren't they in the Olympics? And the prospects of protests in the wake of evidence of mass electoral fraud. How dare they? Electoral fraud? Fraud? Electoral fraud? Electoral fraud? I've got to write that one. Mass electoral fraud. Well, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get Putin interfering with elections. He wouldn't do that, would he? With 98% of the votes counted... Uh, United Russia will have a constitutional majority in Parliament. <laughs> but it achieved the result of a, of a suspiciously high 49.79% turnout. <laughs> and after massively de delays results in e-voting in Moscow, which turned a number of constituencies back towards the Kremlin. All right, well, the uh, Putin's done it again. He's, he's managed to keep on going. Good on him. You know, uh, you know. The, obviously, the people love them. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they do. Oh, by the way, Boris Johnson's meeting Biden today, but they're not going to talk about trade. No, the trade deal's a long way off. Hmm, I thought it was going to be the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, we'll get a big deal. It's all right. He's taking uh, Liz Truss with him. UK running barber fully formed right here on um, from the gays community uh, yeah I've just I've just been adding things to my uh, wash uh, not to my wash my shopping list yeah I've got to do the big shop yet funeral firms display price list in window to present clearer picture of costs involved crematorium operators must also provide price information for funeral directors and customers here's something that I didn't know I don't know somebody told me this in Scotland so it might be true, it might not be, but I don't know. That they don't actually, when they do a crematorium, when they do the, uh, the, you know, the uh, thing the, and it goes into the, uh, you know, the curtains close, they don't actually, don't actually put the coffin in, they just put the body in. 
I didn't know that. I don't know if it's true, uh, but wouldn't that just mean that you'd have the same coffin, you know, in different sizes, of course. But is that true? Because anybody who's ever worked in a crematorium, I must ask my mate Adam. He used to work for the funeral magazine. Yeah, they've got a magazine. Yeah. I'll, uh, you want to know? Uh, funeral magazine. Okay. Funeral magazine. Yeah, the uh, that, that's something I heard in Scotland. That they, they don't actually... Yeah, funeral magazine. Free. Okay. Uh, plan for later night. Uh, Farewells magazine. Free independent funeral advice. World Funerals Magazine. Funeral Magazine. All right, funeral, let's see this. The importance of a funeral, funeral photography. What? What, lining up everybody like a, a wedding? Funeral photography. Choosing a funeral celebrant. What to wear at a funeral. Whatever somebody, you know, what they, they say. Extreme funeral planning. What the heck's extreme funeral planning at home? Sorry, kids, I'm going to try. I've just got to check. Well, I'm getting to that age. I have to check these things. I want to know if there's a, you know, if I can do stuff that would enhance the funeral um, thing, experience. Should we be planning our funerals like we plan weddings? Yes. Okay. So where, where can I do my weddings? All right, there's lots of ideas we can borrow. Uh, uh, ceremony, refreshments, and increasingly entertainment. What? Right. Uh, planning your funeral like a wedding has another advantage besides getting what you want. It's a good way to engage your loved ones who may not, not, not otherwise want to discuss the subject. Fantasy funeral planning can be a fun way to spend an evening. <laughs> I've got to write that one down. Fantasy funeral planning. <laughs> are you coming round for a wee bit of supper? Aye, what are you doing? Well, I thought we could plan funerals. Oh, yeah, beauty, I love that. I'll bring some stuff round. Make a night with it, foods and drinks. What often begins with a humorous sharing of ideas where money is no object, uh, develops into a more thoughtful discussion about our real funeral wishes. It's a subject that is often difficult to broach, but it's often, but this approach could be made easier. Right, at Funeral Magazine, we always encourage readers to talk openly about death and funerals. Well, here you go. Make a night of it. Fantasy funeral planning is the way ahead. And think about the food. What? A wedding is a celebration of a union. A funeral is a celebration of a life. That's true. I don't want to encourage the funeral equivalent of uh, Bridezilla, the funeral Zilla. Perhaps we'd be more detailed in our approach to funeral planning. Whenever they do this, I just think to myself, oh, what's the money going to cost? Well, you know, if you want that, funeral wishes. Do you do it yourself? Uh, I, uh, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to get cremated. I'm definitely decided, yeah. I've got, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I know what the songs are and everything. A couple of hymns, uh, Bring Me Sunshine, and maybe the Benny Hill chase music. That's about what mine is. Uh, what's this one here? Um, oh, this is a good one. Creepy time. Let me get the uh, jingle for this. This is creepy time. This is, uh, hang on, with you in a second. This is a weird one. Woman thinks partner's family ritual with dead person's teeth is creepy. A woman wanted uh, people's opinions on the family's strange custom where they keep the teeth of the deceased in their pockets before placing them with the teeth of their ancestors. A woman refused to take part in her partner's bizarre family ritual that involved keeping the dead person's tooth in a pocket. Every family has their own uh, mourning rituals that add a personal touch to how they grieve. While some like to sit around with drinks and reminisce in good times, others, it seems, like to keep the dead person's tooth in a pocket. A woman with the username Death, Death Teeth Story took the uh, popular uh, subreddit, uh, which stands for... Oh, I don't know. Users use their experience on this, uh, this Reddit thing and how they should make the right decision in the scenario. My husband's family has an extremely bizarre set of rituals surrounding death and funerals, and they're from Wales. <laughs> well, there you go. And that's, uh, you know, what is it? What is it with that? Oh, they're Welsh. Ah, oh, there you go. Don't bother, they're fine. They're from Wales, but I don't think this is a cultural thing. I haven't been able to find a basis for it. Basically, in their husband's family, before a corpse of someone released, they will have all the teeth of the deceased knocked out. What? <laughs> Jesus. They'll give one tooth to each of their relatives to keep with them in a fabric pouch, which they're meant to keep with them. 
They even have a system for how to decide which family gets which tooth based on their proximity to the deceased. Any uh, teeth that deceased have uh, collected themselves over their life is added into a chest which is filled with... Oh, no, no, no. No, you can't. No. No, let's not do that. Oh, no. Oh. No, I'm not doing that. No, that's... that's uh, oh, no. No, no. What is it with teeth? What about the tooth fairy? That's what the tooth fairy is for. <clears throat> Creepy, right enough. Maybe a Welsh thing. In which case, if it's a Welsh thing, uh, if you're Welsh, uh, you know, enjoy your teeth while well, you can. The doctor will see you to, for today. Here's a serious one. Uh, for a fee of £100. Patience or shall? I knew this is how it would happen. I knew this how this lot would get it done. As soon as they were in power, if you want to see your GP at normal time, you can't see them. And mind you, Boris Johnson, again, blaming GPs for not being able to see them. Right? I do the uh, Ask the GP and it's great. However, this is the way it's creeping in. The doctor will see you today for a fee of £100. Patients are shelling out a fortune to see private GPs, healthcare providers say. For a fee of £100, face-to-face consultation can be arranged with it almost immediately, sometimes on the same day. Patients usually do not to be to be assured or to have a referral. They are paying for it out of their own pocket. Here they go. And it's, of course, it's a health provider that's come with this. Spire, Britain's second biggest uh, private healthcare provider, is reporting an 18%, 81% increase in self-pay patients this year compared with 2019. Now, these GPs will probably work for the NHS as well, and it's, it's all perfectly legal. I spoke to the said to the mail, people are in pain and they're choosing not to wait for incredibly stretched GP services and the NHS to treat them. It's the way it's done. You make you run something down, make it look like it's really bad, and then you offer an alternative, but the alternative costs you money. All my private GP colleagues are, are uh, saying we can't keep up with demand, says Dr Neil Houghton, who's a private GP in Notting Hill and the president of the Independent Doctors' Federation. We have never been busier. The fact is, patients want to come and see me. They don't want a video consultation. Uh, it's also inequitable. Inequitable. My 90-year-old mum, for example, hasn't got a smartphone or a computer. And actually, you need to see people of that person. Well, you can go and see her. You're a, that's your grand, your mum. You can get a mammogram or an ultrasound for a couple of hundred pounds, and people don't often realise that. It's brilliant. Isn't it so clever the way they do it? They just do it that way so that you can go, well, I'm just going to go private. Yeah, I need to get it done. I'm really worried. And I can't see my own GP because it's getting... Be- well, as far as I know, if it's an emergency, your GP will see you. They have to see you. But this is the way they go. It's very... It's clever. You, you cannot keep up with them. They're so clever at these things. I think I'm going to talk about a hedgehog yet if I can find the story.
a song that uh, um, John Inverdale, uh, me and Seb were doing drive time at Radio Cambridgeshire and uh, we played uh, we played a Sting song and it might have been that one or it might have been Roxanne. And John Inverdale heard it. He was driving, you know, the, yeah, the guy, he was driving through the patch and uh, he, he, t- he phoned up and said, I, I, I need to phone in because uh, uh, any station that plays Roxanne, I, I want to talk to the guy that does it. So we had a nice wee chat, me and uh, John, nice guy. Very, uh, very uh, down to earth. But like me, though I've still been, I've starstruck, really. Most of the people who meet me are starstruck. Or it's that something that makes them pass out. Oh, it's back tonight as well. <clears throat> uh, Bake Off is back. I think they've all been vaccinated. Yeah, they've all been uh, vaccinated uh, with icing. Yeah, they get, uh, yeah, so, but they do it every It's not because of COVID, they just do it every year. Yeah, it's back tonight as well, but it's going to be different tonight. Uh, there's nothing on the shelves in the kitchen. They have to go and forage stuff so that they can cook cakes uh, during this time. It's, just to be, it's to be in touch with us, the human beings. So uh, it's going to be good tonight. I love the I love the Bake Off. Not so keen on the Strictly Come Dancing, only because I don't know who they are. And I'm not happy about them. some of them not getting the jab. PM warns supermarket shelves could be empty for months due to food shortages. <clears throat> it's not funny, is it? It's not. But it's funny because... We know it was going to happen this way, didn't we? Oh, this is uh, my first proper job. Uh, Chris says, we used to do a product called Gap Filler. It used to seal plastic pipes. You could only be in the same room with this stuff for half an hour before you started getting high. You had to go out in the, in the open for 10 minutes. Did they not give you any sort of things to put on your face then? Oh, that was before those times, wasn't it? That was before those times. We didn't do it. Mark says, I started full-time on the farm. I worked there and I worked there in holidays, and then when I left college, I worked there for 27 years, then worked in a plastic factory for six months, then went back to the farm for harvest, then the farm was taken over by uh, contractors. So I went uh, self-employed doing uh, garden maintenance and farm maintenance. So I'm still working on the same farm. We moved to there when I was eight years old and, uh, and where I run the Airfield Museum. My first wage packet on the farm was 22 quid a week and I gave my mum 15 for keep. Oh, that's a great phrase. For keep. Yeah, for keep. For looking after you. And shopping for the family. I uh, still don't know who father is. Oh, well. I'm happy not knowing. Oh. My dad I didn't know who his father was. Yeah. Uh, Peter says, wiping tapes in the BBC VT library might have included Doctor Who. Yeah, Peter. Uh, Peter's a lovely man. He works in the BBC. Um, lovely guy and, and, uh, from Cambridgeshire. Already comes, uh, but he works in the TV aspect. And if he was, I'll, I'll bet you, Peter, you might have wiped a few tapes now that they're desperate to have back. You reckon? Uh, what was the other thing? Yeah, uh, let's go back to this one uh, here. Um, uh, oh, by the way, thank you, new listeners, and thank you for uh, shooting up the podcast numbers yesterday. Brilliant, very chuffed. I think we will eventually, when uh, we pack up the radio station, we will keep on doing the podcast. Uh, what else is here? Energy cap price won't be lifted to allow firms uh, to raise prices uh, for 15 million homes. So these companies are going to go bust. Uh, already some of them have gone bust. Uh, so another company takes them up, like I think British Gas. They managed to get 350,000 customers from another company that went um, bust. Uh, Boris Johnson gives update on fears Christmas will be cancelled. Well, we might as well. It was cancelled last year. Uh, oh, did, did we have a day? We had a day. All right. Oh, Lady Marmalade singer. Oh, what? Oh, that's a shame. Lady Marmalade singer uh, dies. Oh, no. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, she's been... Uh, oh, LaBelle uh, member. Oh, I've got to get that up then. Lady... Oh, LaBelle. Lady Marmalade. Oh, what? I love that song. The Do Run Run, that was massive. What one will I play? Uh, let me do this one. Oh, love. Lady Marmalade. Oh, what a song. <laughs> Sarah Dash died at the age of 76. I'll do the final wrap-up and then you're done. You can go away and have your day. Do not go anywhere yet, though.
Sarah Dice has passed away. Lady Marmalade. Lady Marmalade. Cessoir. I use that chat up a line a few times in uh, Glasgow. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir tonight, darling? I don't know why I said it in a company thing. Uh, here's the last one. This is a crime story, just as a little warning to anybody who's thinking of doing this, because I know you've all thought about it. NH Sciences cons John Lewis out of £1,600 in the sophisticated price tag swap. Uh-huh, as Jesse J says. So all about the price tag. In a three-month period lead up to Christmas, Maureen Benny sneakily swapped the labels of clothes and an artwork at the Glasgow store for those of less expensive items. I wondered how they did it. I wondered, oh, I said that. How, you know, they tag their kid, you take the tags off and do it. Now, don't do it, he said, trying to keep himself from being sued. The 56-year-old purchased a watch on an online sale but returned it in a box of more expensive one. As a result, she received double the refund amount. Very clever. Well, she's a scientist, so, yeah. You know, um, but 1600 quid. And, you, you know, as I've said before, if you're going to commit a crime, make it worth your while. Don't do it for, like, a tenner. Go for, like, 10 million or something like that. Don't just... That's my advice. That's my criminal advice. Yeah, if you're going to rob somebody, don't do it for pennies. Do it for a lot. That way you feel you're getting your money's worth. And another thing as well, you know, you'll be respected in the criminal fraternity as well. If you get into jail and you will be caught, then they say, well, that's a person that tried to uh, steal 10 million quid. Oh, ho, kudos to you. You can have first cue in the slopping out. But if you get in there for 1,600 quid, this guy, nah, nah. You're at the back of the queue. And by the way, it's your turn tonight. At uh, the remotely held uh, hearing, uh, she said to start from the court, she paid backs on the money she had taken. Um, Miss Benny has now admitted misconduct in the health and care professionals tribunal, so she could lose her job as well. So be warned, if you're going to commit crime, you will be caught. And if you're going to commit crime, make it worth your while. All right? Do that. Hey, have a good day. Wear a mask, get vaccinated. And keep your hands to yourself, you dirty beggars. Hey, 